Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. And in this episode, we're kind of setting the groundwork for some of the episodes that are to come. And I want to talk about some of the six challenges that I have seen not only with myself, but with my clients and friends who have come to me, who have come out of the new age or have been miraculously saved by Jesus. And, you know, these challenges that kind of um, feel really heavy and intense and what we can do to work through them. So that's what we're going to talk about. Not only in this episode, we're going to kind of lay the groundwork for what these main challenges are, but in the future episodes, I'm going to kind of dedicate one episode per challenge um, to support you and help you move through your um, experience as a believer with more confidence and support, right? So I think one of the things that can be the most challenging as a new believer is that it can feel very lonely and isolating. And so my intention is always to give you resources and tools and support and accountability and help and a hand to grab (laughs) and through the internet and say, hey, I need, I needed this, or this was really helpful for me, or yeah, I, I, I feel seen with this because I am really struggling in this area. So as someone who's been through it and I, for the majority of my, um, new believer experience was alone and isolated. I didn't have any, um, friends or family members or anybody who could really help me. Um, and so I was kind of like winging it and going through it alone and because, and I think God did this for me specifically so that I would grow in my strength leaning on him. And so I really do want to just kind of walk through some of these challenges so that you, um, yeah, maybe you can relate to them. Maybe they are something that you are still going through. And so I want to just remind you that coming up soon, um, a new way to work with me one-on-one through life coaching is coming. And so in the next week or so, um, applications will be open for working together in a new program I'm calling Chosen, um, which is really dedicated to helping you um, as a believer, a new believer, an ex-new ager, wherever you are on the spectrum of of your faith path to really um, receive the support of the challenges that we're going to go through over the next few weeks um, because it is incredibly um, hard sometimes to do it on our own and it can be incredibly helpful and nourishing and supportive to receive accountability and sometimes hand-holding from someone who has been in the place that you're currently at. So um, if that's something that kind of piques your interest and you're curious about, I definitely hope that you will join my email list because those are that's the place where you will find out the applications are open first. And of course, I will also at the same time be um, sharing about that here. But if you're like an email person and you go to your email right away, you might see it before you listen to an episode. So that could be a great Um, choice for you. So just letting you know that that's coming up soon. And I'm really excited to be working with um, you if it feels like, yes, I really am ready to just kind of go deeper in my faith path, figure out what it is that God is trying to speak through me in my life and um, help to get some eyes on my life and maybe some of the, the blocks, the things that I'm not seeing, or maybe I just need someone to remind me to check in with the Holy Spirit and breathe life through me and encourage me in the things that I'm up to in this new way that you're living. So if that sounds like you, um, definitely join the email list and also keep listening to the future episodes because I'm going to be talking a lot more about how you and I can work closely together. Okay, so now let's get into our episode. 
So in this episode, we're really going to go a little bit deeper into um, the just kind of like a the basis and the reminder here of why being a new believer feels so incredibly uh, beautiful but challenging at the same time. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. And then we're going to just break down some of the six most common challenges that I've seen, I've experienced. And then um, one of the things that kind of happened for me was that I became like the person that everybody had a, had a feeling that was going through this. And so I became that friend that people were reaching out to when they were becoming saved, which was really cool. And maybe that happens to you too. So I was seeing it um, through myself, through my friends, and then also through clients um, and the ways that they share with me the challenges that they most commonly go through. And we're just going to like look at them and see, um, you know, just uh, kind of uh, bring bring them forward into into the into our focus because I think it's important for us to just see the challenges and then we can make appropriate changes and actions once we know um, what we're facing and that what we're facing isn't just in our head. Um, it isn't something that you should push aside or kind of lessen or make, um, yourself feel like, oh, it's, it's not something that everyone goes through. So it just, there must be something wrong with me, that kind of thing. I think that's a common, um, way that we deal with things sometimes when we're going through something really intense. And so I want to just kind of name these challenges and see what we can do to be supported on the other side of them. Okay, so let's just talk really briefly. I just want to kind of just mention here that um, let's just face it, right? Um, As a new believer, a believer in general, because we live in a post-Christian society, right? Um, Christianity isn't something that people are really down with anymore. And so when we come, when we're saved by Jesus Christ and um, our whole life changes, right? And so as a result of that, um, what do we face, right? We face judgment, criticism in in serious cases. Um, Thank you, God, that that is not the case here in the United States. Um, but there's some serious persecution that happens in certain countries. Some some Christians are not even allowed to openly admit that they're Christians um, without heavy repercussions or violence against them. Um, then there's like the experience of losing friendships, um, being cast out of like family, friend groups, that kind of thing. And so one of the things that I got a lot uh, was criticism and being told by my new age friends, like, lies, you're so basic. This is so boring. You're not cool anymore. This is not, <laughs> we're not accepting you in our group anymore because you're, um, you're different now and it just doesn't feel good to us, right? And I think one of the things that is just, that's just very challenging. You know, whatever the spectrum of your experience has been, whether it's really heavy negativity and meanness that's put on you, or it's just kind of lower level, like jokes and criticism, like I received. Um, and, you know, we can go and we can kind of go um, from one side or other to on the spectrum, right? As we um, shift and get stronger in our faith and our values and our beliefs as believers. And um, yeah, so that can be really challenging, no matter what your experience is, it's valid. Um, and there's always going to be this reminder. And Jesus reminds us of this in the Bible that, you know, being a follower of him, there is going to come times where you will be persecuted, whatever level that is, whether that's something really heavy and um, traumatic, or it's something kind of like lower um, level of, you know, criticism. Um, it, it still hurts, right? And it still is uncomfortable. And so um, one of the things that I remind myself of, and, and I try to turn to is, you know what, none of that really matters. What does matter is your sole focus being on building your relationship with God. And so I've always just kind of had that at the core um, 
core of who I am now uh, as being a new creation of God. And so um, I can kind of hold that as the main core of what I believe and who I am now um, in the midst of the challenges that we're going to talk about today. So I wanted to just share that really quickly just to remind you and encourage you that you're a new creation in God when you're saved. And there are going to be people that don't understand it, that don't agree with it, that think you're wacky or think that, like, <laughs> like I remember someone calling me basic. And it, that's just funny to me because it's like, okay, if you really knew... <laughs> If you crack the Bible, girl, you would know that it's like anything but like our beliefs are so deep and rich and strong and lovely and powerful. And um, that's okay if you have those judgments on me, because I have the tenant that Jesus commands to forgive. And as a Christian, I'm going to lean into that and then and I'm going to learn to forgive you. Forgive your misunderstanding. Forgive your judgment of me. Um, forgive you for any hurt that I feel as a result of what you're saying to me. And just know that above everything in my life, Jesus is number one. God is number one. My relationship with the Holy Spirit is number one, always. So just kind of reminding you to kind of cultivate this practice of God first, then the hierarchy of what comes next in importance in your life. So for me, it's God, my husband, me, any babies that would come or family members or friends would come after that. And that's kind of like the core umbrella of um, what's important in my life. And I just kind of focus on cultivating and remembering the, the value of the things that um, the Bible says to keep focus on. And that brings me joy. So this brings us to our first challenge. And the first challenge is ultimately that you feel really challenged to be the new authentic you in your relationships. You know, you're afraid you'll be judged. You're, you'll be criticized. You'll be cast out. You'll be made fun of. And from my experience and from like everyone I've talked to who's been saved, that happens. It's something that's unavoidable and it's something that we experience no matter what, right? It's just a part of being a believer, being a follower of Jesus. Um, it's just a part of the process and um, we can shy away from it, right? We can be embarrassed by our faith or we can be bold in it. And I think that that's something that is a choice point that comes really early on. I think I can just kind of like go back really quickly in my faith um, journey and my experience of um, there came a moment where in the very beginning I was so afraid um, because it felt so countercultural, so different from what I was doing in the new age, obviously, all the idolatry and stuff to me was normalized and the love of Jesus was like anti-normal to me and um, because I hadn't been I hadn't grown up in a family or any I hadn't ha even had any close friendships with people who had a really deep faith and so it was very scary for me to even admit that I was now a Christian I remember having a moment in my life where I felt um, like oh I I want to, it was like I was being convicted by the Holy Spirit to get a cross necklace. And then that, and that felt very, I'd never, I'd never been gifted a cross necklace. I'd never worn one. Of course I wore like, um, you know, crystals and, uh, you know, idolatrous symbols. <laughs> I think I had without knowing it, like an evil eye necklace that had like an opal inside of it for the eye once and I thought that was completely normal and I thought that that was completely cute right and of course I as soon as I was saved um <laughs> I you know got rid of all of that stuff but I remember when I was first saved and you know I was first convicted to read the bible and then soon after there were things you know 
that God just kind of convicted me to do. And one of them was to get a cross necklace. And that was like one subtle way for me to assume the position of like being seen as a Christian. And I was getting used to the idea of being a Christian after being a non-Christian my whole life. And so that was something that felt important to me. And it was like a subtle way for me to step more into people seeing me as a believer um, in an outward way, like in a passing by way, people seeing my necklace. And, um, you know, so there's like little things that we can do as we get comfortable um, being seen as a believer after being changed by God, you know, it it can be so, it could be like subtle things that we do, but it can also be like really intense, powerful, huge, bold steps that we take, um, which is, you know, where I started um, to shift over, I think it took me about a year to be really more bold in talking about what what I was going through and what I was um, experiencing. And so we're going to do a whole episode on this challenge about, um, you know, just exploring this idea of being more bold in who you are as a believer, what you can do, what practices you can kind of bring into your life if you feel like you're struggling. But this is, this for me was one of the main first challenges that I came up with and that I'm seeing other believers um, experience first was just like this fear, this first fear of like saying it out loud, that you're a Christian, that you're a believer of Jesus Christ, um, of what you believe, of what you're convicted of by the Holy Spirit, all this kind of stuff. Like that's the first level of things. And so um, we're going to talk about that very soon in an upcoming episode. But I want to just kind of place that here for you of... um, as a new believer or as a believer in general, um, what are the things that you did or that you're currently thinking about doing that you're afraid of doing? And how can you start to kind of think for yourself of what can I do to just share with my family of how I'm different now or subtly talk to your family or your best friend about what's happening for you so that it it doesn't feel like you're holding this big secret anymore that you are stepping more out into this new way that God is helping you to lead in your life. There comes a point in your life and especially as a believer that, um, and this happened to me and I can remember really clearly how this kind of all came forward. And I'm going to talk about this more in that episode coming up, but, um, how, I can really remember and I can feel in my body how it felt where uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere, like I had all these fears before. And then I was like, you know what? My relationship with the Lord is so much more powerful and important to me than what these people are going to say about me. I can lose friends. It's fine. I can have people criticize me. It's fine. That's going to happen. But my relationship with him needs to be solid. And I want to show who I am and give glory to God over being criticized. Who cares? Like that criticism will come and go, right? But my relationship with him is eternal. And so that was a choice point that I started to make for myself that really helped. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit more coming up soon. So I hope that you'll tune in for that episode when it comes up. The second challenge that I want to talk about today is... You most likely know what you should, quote unquote, be doing in your faith walk, but you have trouble being obedient. And this is what I like to call learning to honor Jesus as Lord. And I think I talked about this a little while ago on my Instagram stories. If you follow there, I talk in my stories a lot (laughs) um, throughout the weeks. So if you ever want more aside from this podcast, you might want to go and hang out with me there, and you'll see me (laughs) jibber-jabbering in another medium um, that might be fun for you. So um, just wanted to put that out there, um, that I would love to connect with you there also. But um, yeah, I started to really think about this after I heard a message from Francis Chan. Um, He talked about, you know, really stepping into this feeling and this embodiment of um, trusting in Jesus as your Lord, not just our, our, you know, we hear the, the phrase, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, right? But I think we kind of sometimes overlook 
the aspect of Lord, like him being the Lord of our, our life. And what does that mean? Him being the master of our life, he, him being in charge. What he tells us to do, we're obedient to it. And we, and we listen and we take action. And this is something that's so beautiful when we put it into action, but it can also be incredibly challenging and difficult. And that's why I want to put that into its own episode for you, because um, this is this is just a challenge overall for all believers. But I think it can be incredibly challenging for new believers as well, because um, for my experience anyway, I had to unlearn this idea of having bad feelings about the word obedience in general. Um, I came from like this feminist background and so so it kind of triggered in me like this feelings of like no I'm in charge I'm a woman I'm strong I can do what I want and that's like what got me into the mess of the new age in the first place was thinking that I got to make up the rules instead of trusting and believing that God was in charge and making the rules and that I just needed to be obedient and follow them um and so this is a really um when we get to a place where we want to be obedient and we want to listen and um, take action on what Jesus knows is best for us, things shift really beautifully and um, I think things start to really flow in our lives and we really do start to see the fruit of the Spirit um, come into our own selves in a really beautiful way and so that that's one thing that I find is a real challenge for new Christians and is just that like how do we handle this idea of understanding now what being obedient looks like how do we do it um what what do we do to get to that place what does it really mean for Jesus to be our Lord um we understand more easily I think when we look at Jesus as our savior, but, um, just like in modern contexts and things like that, I think, especially if we're not, um, born into a family that teaches us what this looks like and what this means, we can see obedience as violence or we can see obedience as, um, you know, putting someone in a box or, you know, like we can have all kinds of triggers that come up from this. And, um, I was really curious about how this was going. So my, my experience with this was that, and this is how I kind of am in life is that I'm a curious person. I don't, um, put something in a box of like, no, I'm never going to touch that. I'm never going to try that. I will, when something triggers me or brings up an emotion in me that I know that I need to look at, what I'll do is be like, oh, I'm curious about that. And I'm going to put that in the forefront of my mind. So I was thinking about this idea of being obedient and what that would look like. And I put that in the, in the front of my mind of like, um, God wants me to be obedient. And so I'm going to trust God to help me deprogram from what the new age or culture taught me about you know, why obedience might be wrong or bad, right? And so I started to really explore for myself, okay, what what does obedience mean for me? What does it mean to really um, put my money where my mouth is and, and do what Jesus tells me to do, do what the Holy Spirit convicts me to do? And what does that do? Ultimately, that brings me in a, in a deeper and in, in a closer relationship with Jesus. And so, um, I'm really excited when we do talk about this more, um, to just explore this with you and help, um, you walk through with a few tools that really helped me in that process. The third challenge is just more of a fun challenge. It's not incredibly difficult to feel into it, um, which I appreciate. And it's that you haven't pieced your testimony together, but you want to because you know it would help others. And so I love when people come to me and are like, I don't like have this fancy testimony, um, but I do remember the steps that happened when I was saved. And some of us remember like all the details, 
some people are so fun and they remember the date that they were saved. And I love that so much. It's beautiful. And then some of us, um, you know, some of us have like a really powerful testimony. Some of us are like, I don't know. I just have always believed in the Lord and I've always followed Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so I just love him and, you know, that kind of thing. And all of these are valid and so, so important. And we're going to do an entire episode about using your voice and sharing your story. As humans, we all know that we connect with people's stories more than we connect with being like spoken at, you know, like people who talk at us but aren't really trying to connect with us at all. Um, that doesn't really work for us. We want to hear people's stories. We want to hear testimonies. We want to hear um, so that we can connect our own stories with what others have been through. And so um, I'm going to do a whole episode coming up soon about how we are going, how it, how important it is and why it's important for us to share our story, share your testimony. And so one of the things, and just give you a little sneak peek right now, um, that I love to do with my clients is um, I have a worksheet that um, I help, I have created for clients so that they, if they're in a place where they really haven't shared their testimony, but they want to, and how to write it. So if you're a writer or a speaker, if you want to put it on video or you want to just start practicing having something to say when you get into conversations with people about your experiences um, being saved. I think all of that is so important, especially, you know, like these conversations can be really exciting for us, but they can also be nerve wracking and scary. And so when we know our story and we can, you know, place the pieces together that we find have been really impactful for you, right? The things that you feel like are like, wow, um, I really want to share this part. It feels important. And when I share this part, people really um, can feel like they connect with me more or I make friendships because I opened up in this way. I think all of that is really important. It's important for us to use our voices, it's important for us to share what God has done in our lives um, for many, many reasons. And we're going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. So um, hang tight for that. But I want you to start to think about, and this is like kind of an action step that I would say that you could take away with today, is to go back and think about your testimony. And what I have done, and I have this app um I have this note in my notes app um, that I was just looking at yesterday. And what I did was I went back and I started to piece together with dates of what started to happen first, second, third, fourth. A lot of um, little things happened for me in the beginning of when I, you know, like when I was pre-saved, you know, God was kind of warming me up to the idea. Um, and so the it was like a little bit of a process for me. Some people, it's like, I know the exact date. I know the exact time. I know exactly what got said to me or what happened to me. Um, and then other people are like, I don't know. It's like been my whole life journey. So what I would say that you do is you get your notes app out on your phone and you start a, a note a titled testimony and you start to just jot down the things, um, the experiences, the conversations, um, the dreams, the convictions, whatever was placed on your heart by God, what happened in your life that you are starting to see is a part of your testimony because it's important. All the pieces, all the things you did before God are, you know, they are what they are. And then God saw that and did a big thing in you anyway, right? All the sinning that I was doing, all the idolatry, all the yeah, just the, uh, the, uh, the ick <laughs> of it all, of my pre-salvation me. Um, he saw me doing all that stuff and he saved me anyway, you know? And so it's so beautiful to be able to just write down the things that you remember. Um, one of the things I did that's like a little bit more practical is um, thank goodness for YouTube because I was able to kind of like go back in my in my watch history and see the things that I was watching 
right at the beginning of being saved and how different it is. Like the, I love the bunny trail that um, I went down of people I was watching um, as I was growing strong in my discernment. And they're not people that I would necessarily uh, recommend or watch now, but it was like this beautiful uh, journey of being curious, being open. This is and just really feeling like the Holy Spirit was really just sending me the people to learn from. And then as I got stronger in my faith and got clear on what was like good, strong doctrine and what wasn't. Um, you know, some of those things would fall away and then new people would appear. And it's just like a beautiful place to begin your journey and find ultimately the teachers and the classes and the devotionals and the Bible translations and all of that, that really align for who God is creating you to be. So just a suggestion that you can start to just kind of write down some of the notes of what you feel about your testimony. Um, so ha- so you're starting to have like your basis. And we'll talk about that more in the upcoming episode. But I just think it's really important. It's a challenge that a lot of Christians have of feeling like their testimony doesn't matter. And it absolutely matters. The testimony is the most important piece almost of a, of a believer's life. Because um, just think about it. We wouldn't have the Gospels without it. Like the Gospels are essentially um, one huge testimony, right, of millions, hundreds of thousands. We don't even know how uh, John says that the miracles that Jesus did would not fit in all the books (laughs) in all the worlds, right? So um, all of those people are testimonies inside of the Gospels of how they've been touched and healed and saved by Jesus. And of course, the the writers themselves. So just to think about that, that your testimony is valid and important and needed um, in the body of Christ. So, okay, so let's move on to challenge number four. Okay, so challenge number four is a really important and pivotal one. And it involves, like, if you're a person who's already married, um, and if you're a person who isn't, um, this will being a Christian will impact how your home life uh, exists, right? So if you're unmarried, you know, and you are kind of participating in sexual sin, that's all going to change now, right? Or the Holy Spirit's going to be convicting you to do different things, make different boundaries for yourself. And then for married people, like I was married and I'm still married um, to someone who um well this is really interesting but chris what chris says that he was always praying and hoping that i would step away from new age and we've had little laughs and jokes about how some of the things i used to do were so ridiculous and he would just be like yeah it's just a phase she's gonna grow out of it you know and so in some ways like he was praying for my shift and um i was afraid when I was first saved to share about the depths of what God was doing inside of my body (laughs) and inside of my heart. Um, And I was really afraid of how that would change things with us and what that would look like. Um, And so that this fourth challenge is really all about how can we bring the people that we love so much into what is what God is doing in our lives. And so this might mean that we need to kind of cultivate or change or go deeper in building a home life and not like a like a home culture um, that is different and looks different, right? Um, but ultimately that Jesus is the center of our home. And our, and if you're married, is the center of your relationship. And if you're a mom, is the center of how you're a mother, right, to your child and your relationship with your children. And also, you know, like the conviction of um, to have kids or not to have kids. I know that's like super personal, but generally speaking, I see that people who are saved that before they have kids, the desire for having kids um, just becomes even stronger, 
right? And then there's all kinds of things that kind of like come into that, like grief for not having kids or feeling like you missed out, grief on feeling like you wish that you had done it sooner, wish that you had had more kids, wish that, you know, like the feminist ideals hadn't kind of just instilled in you that having children was like beneath you. All of this stuff can kind of come up. And it's part of my story, too, of um, really just the seeds that God plants in our hearts um, that we really are changed from top to bottom. We are not the person that we were before and how to deal with that, how to explore that, how to bring our husbands, um, and if you're a guy, your wife, into these changes and what happens if you're just dating and how does that change and shift. Um, So we're going to look at that in another episode in more depth. I'm going to share a little bit more about my relationship with Chris and what has shifted and how ultimately God has just brought us even closer together. Um, One of the beautiful things I love to talk about is how um, marriage isn't a contract, but a covenant and how that, that shift in perspective really changed things for us. Um, Yeah. So it's just a really beautiful thing to think about, but that's one of the challenges that happens is like, how do I talk to my husband about this? Um, For me, Chris is my best friend. Uh, The, person who knows every single thing about me, you know, and even I was afraid to share fully with him of what I was going through. Um, There were like moments where like he'd make a joke about how I was acting or what was coming up for me because it was new for him too. And it probably made him uncomfortable in some ways. And, um, you know, like there are little jokes that were made and that hurt my feelings. And I had to tell him that. And he was like, oh my gosh, I never meant to hurt your feelings, you know? And so, um, yeah, so there's just like a lot of nuance with this, but it's important for us to be creating special space for us in our lives to really cultivate our home life in a way that's God honoring and what shifts do we need to make that are important um, as we go through this? Okay, and then challenge five is our desire to explore Christian practices. And even what are these? That that can be a big stumbling p- block for some people. Um, but they can be practices like prayer and Sabbath and Bible study. And um, yeah, for starters, like those things but there are many more worship, right? Um, what, what are these and what do they look like in real life and how do I make them a priority? So I find that for new believers, that can be an incredible challenge. It's like, not only are you figuring out, okay, I'm a new, I'm a new person from top to bottom. God has changed the way I think, the way I believe about everything. Um, my everything that I used to do is pretty much let go of depending on how extreme your past was and your sin. Um, and now you're starting to learn like not only what being a Christian means, right? Like what, what does it look like day to day for you? But now you're also trying to implement uh, a really beautiful Christian foundation for yourself of you know, like prayer and Bible study and, you know, reading your Bible and understanding what you're reading, I think is a really important one. Um, There's a lot of like self-judgment that can come up with if you're not someone who enjoys reading the Bible and what to do about that. That's one of the things I love to talk about the most is when there's challenges or resistance in reading the Bible. And so I'm going to share some stories and practicals with you about Um, what to do if you're in that situation where you have a heart to read the Bible, but you just haven't felt connected to it. And I think one of the main things, I'm just going to give you a little uh, insight here that has really helped me is that is to find a translation that you love. There are many translations and chances are when you first get a Bible or a desire to read the Bible, um, reading the new King James or a King James (laughs) version is going to be not as exciting um, because you're not going to probably fully understand what you're reading. 
And so that will be a big hindrance to you to want to pick up your Bible. So that's the first thing that I would say that you could kind of shift today. It's like if you're having a hard time with your Bible study or even wanting to read it is challenge yourself to go and find a translation that you love. Go find like an NIV or a CSB. I'm really loving the CSB um, right now. Um, I read from a few different translations, like the, even the ESV. Um, people are very strict about wanting to, you know, like this is the translation you should read, etc., etc. And um, the ESV is not perfect, right? It's a translation. And it doesn't mean that you need to only read the ESV to be a good Christian, right? Um, You don't have to read King James Version to be a good Christian. What happens is, and what's important is, that you read your Bible. And so if you like the NLT or the CSB or the NIV, um, ooh, even if you like the message (laughs) as you're getting started, Um, You know, you want something that you can start to grasp what's happening and that's where you need to start. That's where you start with no judgments and no self-criticism. Just get into the Bible. Get into a translation that you love and that you're attracted to and go from there. So that's one little thing, but we're going to talk a lot more in that episode about um, just building a good strong faith-based foundation and what that can look like and some of the practices uh, that can support you in doing that. Okay, and then the last challenge that I find that I had myself and that I have talked with my friends about um, who are new believers and I have talked with clients about is that it's hard to find to find answers or to get perspective on challenges you're feeling um, when you have no one to talk with them about, right? So you feel super isolated, you feel alone, you feel like I don't know if what I am experiencing is actually like a thing. I don't know if this is something that is only happening to me or this is something that others have experienced as well just that feeling of isolation like things are changing so much in your life as a believer constantly I feel like it was especially like the first two years um I feel like are pretty intense there's for my my experience anyway you you kind of start to settle into it and then it's like another roller coaster ride of something else that the Holy Spirit can kind of brings forward and helps you to look at and see with fresh eyes. And so um, that can be really tiring and overwhelming. I can see why some people kind of give up or, you know, take a pause on it or they feel like it's just too much to handle, right? Um, But I think what if we have, like we talked about earlier, that cornerstone, that that pillar in our life of God is the most important thing to me, and I'm going to work around that in my life in all ways. Um, What one of the things that can be really helpful, honestly, is to have someone in your life, like a coach or a faith-based counselor or an elder in your church or somebody that has, or even like a friend who's been a Christian for longer, when we have these people in our lives that can really have been where we are, right, but they're further along in their journey, um, they can help you to kind of take your steps so that you have this sort of spirit-led plan um, to kind of shift you out of any shame spirals, any thinking of like legalistic thinking that can kind of come up for new believers of feeling like you have to be super strict with, you know, what you're doing. And, you know, like if I don't do this, then I'm, you know, a terrible person or God's not going to love me, you know, like all of that stuff. We need someone, we need strong pillars in our lives to remind us and bring us back home to the truth of the word of God. And, the tenets of what we believe as Christians. 
And this will take out a whole bunch of self-doubt and obsession and worry and spinning and triggers, right? And we will just be reminded that, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I can't do this on my own. Um, And it's it's said many times in the New Testament about how um, a believer's journey is not meant for isolation, not meant to be isolated. So we need our people. We need our Uh, faith-based friends we need strong sisters in christ we need elders we need church leaders we need all of it um for me um i remember that i was looking so much for a life coach um to kind of like guide me through this and i just saw that there were like there were no people who had been through kind of the the nuance of ex new age that I had connected with that, um, that I resonated with and also that I could afford to work with, to be honest, because I had dropped my whole new age business. And so I couldn't afford like thousands and thousands of dollars to work with someone. Um, and I was just really looking for someone to just help me with my questions and help me to guide me through some of the things that I was going through that felt really challenging. And so, um, yeah, so it's it's a challenge that new believers and believers in general go through, you know. But thankfully, we live in an era where we can receive support from the internet. <laughs> we can make friends with people who are going through the same things. We can join forums. We can join Facebook groups, you know, for free. We can hire coaches if that's something that... Um, feels like that would take us to another level of you know really stepping out of like struggle and feeling like you're so isolated and alone you can get someone's like actual eyes on your life and what's happening and get reflection and feedback and accountability I think that's one of the best things about coaching is that you get someone else to really deeply get to know you and to help you and and support you and and what is important to you in your life and what what God is kind of like placing on your heart to move into next because that in itself is so challenging it's like okay not only am i saved not only am i you know making new friends and losing friends or um you know if you're a business owner like i was I was asked to let go of my entire business as well. And so I had to figure out what God wanted next for me. Um, That was, you know, as far away from new age as possible, but that was still honoring to him. And, you know, I went through a time of thinking, okay, maybe I won't even have a business anymore. I don't, I had to really sit and be patient. And I'm really grateful and lucky that I have Chris who was like, yeah, you know what, this is important. Let's, let's give you and your like business, like let's, let that go and then let's sit and be patient and wait to hear what God wants you to do next and um yeah so that was a big step and I know that there's a lot of people out there who had new age businesses or businesses that just weren't God honoring and then once you're saved you're like okay I don't want to do that anymore but I really don't know yet what to do and that in itself is just really overwhelming and so um yeah, so we're going to talk about that and just like the what we can do about that in future episodes because um I think that this can be just a really big moment in our life of needing perspective and how to get that perspective and and what we can do um in the meantime before cuz like you're in one place but you need to be like across on the other side of the bridge but there's holes in the bridge and you're scared to cross it by yourself and it feels wobbly and you know you need to make sure that the structure is sound for your life right and so um we're going to talk about that um in the future episodes so this is what i wanted to share with you today these six main challenges of being a new believer there are many more and i'm sure we'll do even more episodes about this but i just really wanted to um start the conversation, let you know that what's coming up. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this podcast or these upcoming episodes, please um, feel free to share a screenshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram or just put it in your friend 
group chat with the link, whatever <laughs> works for you. But I'd be really grateful if you did share it with other believer friends who you feel like would receive something from these episodes. And um, I'm really excited to be keep growing our community here. And I'm really looking forward to sharing with you these episodes that are coming up and how to support you in a deeper way with your believer journey. So if you have any questions or you need any extra support um, or you just want to share with me about what you felt like was happening for you in your system when you're listening to this today, I would love for you to DM me and let me know which of the challenges that I spoke about today felt the most real for you and what you are going through. Maybe there's a challenge that I didn't mention here today that um, you're really going through and having a hard time with. I would love to know what that is. So please just DM me and let me know. Um, and I'd be happy to make an upcoming episode about that. Um, if it, yeah, if it clicks, right? So I bet there's so many more that, um, that I didn't get to, but I felt like six was pushing it as it is. And this is an episode that's getting kind of long. <laughs> so I'm so grateful um, for you to listen to this today and to share it with your friends. And um, just let me know in a DM how this all felt for you and what challenge you're currently going through that you need extra support with. Um, I love being able to be a coach and an encourager and a friend to you. So um, I can't wait to keep um up with this new uh, programming that we're going to be doing for the next few weeks. So stick with me. I love you so much. I'm so grateful you're here. Thank you for subscribing. And um, next week, we will be starting with this new series. I hope that you'll tune in for it. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram page at likethedove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.